Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to this episode of Kennedy Saves the World. And today we're going to save your marathon because maybe a marathon shouldn't just be 26.2 miles. Maybe that is too confining. And for those of you who've ever run a marathon, you know, it's no small feat. That's why it's on people's bucket list, like going to Machu Picchu. Like it's it's a really hard thing to do. It's hard to get to. And then once you're in the middle of it, uh, it can be painful. I've only run one marathon. I did it in 2013. I ran the New York City Marathon and I broke my foot at mile 22 and ran on it for three miles. So uh, at the end of the race, I was in a lot of pain and... As you know, I do a lot of half Ironman distance triathlons, and I like the half marathon. I'm not going to lie. The half marathon at the end of the race, it's a relief because you're out of the water, you're off the bike, and you can just check off the miles one at a time. Marathons to me are, I have a mental block. They are overwhelming. I grew up in a house where my dad was a marathon runner, qualified for the Boston, had a couple of sub three hour races in his 40s, which to me is very impressive. I did not inherit his fast running gene. Uh, I oftentimes run like a dying cow and it's really, really hard for me to run faster. My body naturally wants to run slow and I, I have discussions with it. I try to rationalize. I try to lecture and uh, it, it doesn't necessarily work. But now at this point in the season, I'm about to do my last half Ironman of the year, and that's in September. So the rest of the year, what am I supposed to do? Just sit around eating Cheetos and drinking Jack and Coke Zero? Maybe. Sounds delightful, but uh, my coach has different plans for me. She wants me to run a marathon. She wants me to get my distance up to 45, 50 miles a week, which sounds, she sounds like a crazy person. She's not. She she competes in races called Ultraman. And that's like, if you take an Ironman and you multiply it times three, that's pretty much what she does. And uh, she's she's going to the Ultraman World Championship. She's she's a big friggin' deal. But there are two things I, I do, even though I run slow, I do love running. I find it to be meditative. I find it to be very helpful and challenging. I find when I have a run that goes my way, I feel a great sense of accomplishment and Running is one of those things you get the most bang for your buck in terms of fitness and you need the least equipment. So for those of you who have tried to simplify your life, especially since the pandemic, running is great for those reasons. And when you can achieve a runner's high, when the meditative aspect combines with endorphins, it's a really amazing feeling. It is it is a true physiological lift 
And and that is a complete phenomenon. And if you if you do run and you've experienced it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you run and you haven't experienced it, maybe modify what you're doing and, and try and get into a little bit more of a meditative space because it's great. So let's say I do love running. Even if I don't love marathons and I'm not looking forward to running another marathon. Let's say I, I, I do. And I, I really like a 10-mile run to me is the greatest thing in the world because you're expending just enough energy. You're not eating up your entire day. It is a sense of accomplishment. Uh, You do have to do some mental overcoming, which is very important for me personally in terms of fitness. So I do like that part of running and I do love Bubba Gumps. And uh, I, my girls are now teenagers, but they still like going there. And for someone who has celiac disease, they do have some gluten-free items, which are, Quite good. So I said to myself, how can we do a podcast that combines the best parts of running with Bubba Gump? Well, look no further than the author of the book, Becoming Forest. Rob Pope is a super ultra marathoner. Uh, He runs very long distances. In fact, he's the only person in the world who has ever run across the United States three times in a single year. So he ran... From Mobile, Alabama, to the Santa Monica Pier, just like Forrest. And then, you know what he did? He turned around and he ran back. But he ran even farther, and he uh, then ran back again. Because I guess he got bored. He's like, well, I can't stop running, so I'm going to keep running. And he joins me today. Rob Pope, welcome to Kennedy Saves the World. Hi, thank you so much for having me. This is a big deal. Um, So (laughs) why do you like running so much? Oh, wow. I, I'm almost in the territory where, like I could just say, I just feel like running, but <laughs> I won't wheel out my very poor American accent, even though I had a great chance to practice it. Um, I personally sort of, I, I like the headspace. Uh, I'm, I'm not somebody who sort of feels compelled to run. I don't necessarily um, wake up and I'm like, I have to run, I have to run. But at the end of the day, if I haven't run, I definitely feel poorer for it. I feel like something hasn't quite happened for me that day. So what you were mentioning before about the uh, the 10-mile run, that's such a lovely distance, as long as it's not a race when it becomes extremely evil. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely a lot of self-persuasion in a 10-mile race. But the actual distance to get out there for that length of time is is lovely. And I... Uh, I often would break uh, my days up when I was running across the States into, you know, four or five, eight to 10 mile runs. And uh, then I'd have a little break and maybe chat to somebody or watch the world go by for a bit. Yeah, that's I mean, I find that that has been the most helpful tool in triathlons, especially, you know, I've never done. Of the Ironman distance, 140.6, and it's because of the marathon. I don't want to run the marathon after a bike and swim that long. Um, but I do find, at least in the half Ironman, that, and right now I'm at like six and a half hours, which is not bad. It's not impressive. It's right in the middle of the road. It's great. Um, but I do find that if I break the swim up into 500-meter increments, it's a, it's a 1.2-mile swim, which translates pretty much to 2,000 meters, um, and then the bike, I break up into five 10-mile segments with a six-mile sprint at the end, but I'm not really sprinting. I'm not really going that much faster, but I tell myself I am. And then the run is four 5Ks because I tell myself anyone can run a 5K. So I just have to run one 5K, and then I do that four times, but I tell myself I only have to run one. So what is the key 
to increasing your mileage and enjoying running 40 or 50 miles in a day? Because I know it's possible. I, I read about people who do it. I'm I'm very intrigued by people who do it, but I, I don't know if I can bridge the gap in my life, but I would love to be challenged. How do you do that? I think the key thing is not to do too much too quickly. I was in a, a fairly fortunate situation that I was reasonably decent at running when I started. But when I set uh, sail from Mobile and uh, headed west, I was initially doing around sort of 25 miles a day, which I know sounds crazy because that's pretty much a marathon. But I wasn't, you know, hearing the starting pistol and then just going for four hours and then stopping and recovering the next day. I, w- I would break it up. So for the person who doesn't necessarily want to run 15,000 miles, which I, I think that's a fairly exclusive club, the key is really to probably not increase your weekly mileage uh, by more than 10%. You know, so if you're doing 20 miles a week, bump it up to 22, then maybe 25. And then, you know, soon enough, you're into your 30s and you can start increasing a bit more because the human body is unbelievable. And like, I am aware that what I managed to pull off for a start, I definitely got lucky. I think even though I got injuries, I somehow managed to over the, overcome them. And, you know, <clears throat> someone was probably looking over me. Uh, and uh, yeah, like sort of, I, I got a lot of help from the right people at the right time. But um, I think sort of, it's not to sort of, a mistake that runners uh, tend to make is uh, new runners really want to run fast and run long. And the mistake that new runners make is to run fast and run long. So your human body will adapt to anything you throw at it as long as you give it a chance. Now it will complain. Uh, and for the first sort of maybe the first week you say, hey, I'm going to give running or, you know, sort of mountain biking a go. And it'll be brilliant for that first week. And your body will say, this is the greatest thing ever. Second week, your enthusiasm is gone a bit. And you're also a bit tired now. Third week, your enthusiasm has gone out of the window. It's probably raining as well, you know, and you're really tired. But that's when a lot of people quit and they just go, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not cut out to do this. But if you just sort of say to yourself, please, 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 just give me another two weeks. And if you push through into week four, week five, suddenly you'll be like, hang on, I, I appear to be running quite a lot. And your body just goes, okay, you idiot, right? I tried to protest, but if this is what you're going to do, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> it's about perseverance. Yeah, I think, I think you're absolutely right. I think there's something, um, there, there's like a ceiling that you push through. And, you know, even when you start a run, and so I've got a calendar that my coach gives me, it's training peaks. And so she gives me certain workouts every week. And there are days when I look at it, I'm like, there, I, I am incapable of swimming this much. And, you know, it's like if, if you're supposed to do five sets of 200 meter, whatever, and you're looking at going, I can't possibly do that. But if you push through like between the second and third, and then you realize like, oh, I only have two more to do after this. But there's, there's a really important point mentally where you push through that. And then something new becomes possible and the entire exercise becomes less pointy. Like there's something really sharp about certain workouts. But then once you sort of tame them and push through that and, you know, your body, your mind, especially when they they work together to protest, that's when it's super easy to be like, you know what? 
you guys are absolutely right. I'm going to sit back down on the couch. Couch has never hurt me. You know, couch has never woken me up in the middle of the night because I didn't stretch. <laughs> the couch is like, couch is there. Hot chocolate is there. There might even be a gluten-free pizza that would be delightful and complete the entire package. But you're right. At the end of the day, when you haven't done something, it's it's very interesting. It's uh, the, I think the stagnation at the end of the day when you haven't done something is actually worse than the first five minutes of a run, which can be Absolutely. brutally painful. Yeah. Now, like, the one thing is you're in a bit of a discussion or an argument, depending on how, how much your body's rebelling. Um, now, what's the, the best way to win an argument is, is basically, A, reasoning, uh, and that reasoning being sound. And that's what I was saying before about, you know, not going too crazy, you know, sort of building things up gradually because we can see sense in changes that aren't too much of a change. But then the other thing is as well, is the occasional surprise and novelty to keep the your protagonist on the back foot. Now, if you're just sort of saying, right, I need to be up to 50 miles a week. And so, hey, I've got five days where I can train. So I'll do uh, five, 10 milers. You, it's not that your body won't cope with that, but your mind won't cope with that. That you know, we'll just sort of say this actually sucks. You know, this is the same thing. There's only so many you know, sort of, you know routes uh, from your house that you can do ten miles. So change things up, and then suddenly on a Tuesday you'll be looking forward to your six mile speed work or your Sunday, you know, sort of fifteen, sixteen mile long run, rather than just like same, you know, so much of the same. It's like a good menu, you know. So the variety will um, will will keep you going. We have more of this interview in moments coming up. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So how important is it to have a community of people around you who you know, you aspire to what they're doing because it's really easy to find people who, when you tell them like, yeah, I just ran eight miles, like, oh, you're bragging. It's like, no, I'm, I'm actually really not. Like, it's not, it wasn't an impressive run. Like there weren't people in Central Park high-fiving me and handing me Gatorade. It was just like really me by myself just trying to find a, a good playlist on Spotify and, you know, just really fighting to settle into the run and get into a rhythm. And I finally did. But then if, you know, you start to talk to people and uh, they're like, yeah, I've already done uh, four marathons this year and I'm going to go do Berlin and I'm really uh, looking for a PR race. How important is that to your performance to find people who do what you do, but even they may even have an elevated game? Yeah, absolutely. To a point. First of all, before I forget it, because I do love a good tangent, I might have created the greatest <laughs> Spotify playlist of all time. Really? Which is, a, yeah, it's, it's a link to every one of my songs or tunes of the day as I ran across America. And some of them are tied to lo location. Some of them are tied to a mood. Uh, but yeah, there's one for like, I'm happy to share that link. Where with do you. we if you find actually, that? Yeah. If, if you search on Spotify, um, I think Forrest Gump, the long run, uh, you know, there's about 33 hours of music there. So that'll keep most of you busy on your training weeks, you know, 
Um, but as you were saying about the um, the encouragement, massively so. But to a point, um, we can be a little bit distracted by other people's excellence to the point where um, where it actually throws us off our track. And instead of going right, I'm going to get out there and beat you, we're we're more likely to reach for that slice of gluten free pizza, you know, and just go. I'll do it tomorrow. Instead, I'm just going to wallow in my uh, in my very averageness because, as we all know, there's someone faster than you and there's someone slower than you, and that's the rule for pretty much everyone, you know. Um, but I massively picked up in my running um, when I was in my mid-30s and I was moving from the UK to Australia. And mostly when I was at university, I didn't do much running. I played much more soccer because it was quite sociable. Um, now, generally, people from my hometown of Liverpool are considered to be quite good at soccer. And I figured if I went to Australia, I might have a bit of a, uh, you know, a target on my back. And um, I was taking long to recover from injuries when I was in my 30s. And so I looked into Australian rules football. Now, if you ever see that, it is like sort of American football. Without pads. With rugby. Yeah. yeah, without no without pads. Like it's evil. footy it players. I think footy players are the most badass athletes on the planet. Absolutely. Yeah. And so clearly, and I'm only so five foot seven, you know, that was not going to be my forte. So I joined a local athletics club and um, who'd have thought that uh, being in a community of friendly people, some of whom were quicker than you, some of whom were slower than you, but trying to be quicker than you would actually aspire you to, you know, to go on and push through. And I did, I got a lot better. And I, um, I managed to get selected to run for the state, Victoria, in the Australian Marathon Championships. And uh, I crossed the line in, in Sydney in 2015 in 10th overall. And I um, ha- was given the message as I crossed the line, congratulations, Rob, you're Australian champion. And I was just like, uh, but you know, I'm from the UK, right? And he goes, <laughs> doesn't matter, mate. You've been here long enough. Everybody in front of you is from Kenya or Japan. So you're the Australian champion. Yeah, the Australian uh, champion, mate. How about that yeah. for a chicken skin? How are you going? The most surreal day of my Good life. For you. And That's I, when you I finally later became got told Australian. Because um, Sydney was an IWF gold race, I'd actually qualified for the Rio Olympics. Um, and if they didn't get enough people to get the qualifying time, would I consider switching nationality? And I was just like, absolutely. You know, so the, the Union Jack was stuffed in, stuffed in my back pocket and I was learning the uh, words for Walter Matilda straight away, but <laughs> it never quite came off. <laughs> well, you do hold the world record for the fastest marathon completed as a film character. That's a big exactly. deal. Exactly. So, and yeah. it, were you, were you, uh, dressed as Priscilla, Queen of the Desert? Uh, sort of, I was slightly different. I did actually take the record off a chap dressed as Elsa from Frozen, but, you know, one day he had to let it go, didn't he? <laughs> you do have a great playlist. Uh, Pixies, Fleetwood Mac on here, which I really like. You got Queens of the Stone Age, which I love. Uh, yeah, so, like, so the Pixies War on the, and, and, the, um, and the Fleetwood Mac, that's from where I was crossing... Uh, from um, Arizona into California. What a lovely time that was. Yeah, that's a, that's a hot run there. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was uh, early to mid-November. Oh, you've got Interpol so on here. Interpol, the... one of my favorites. Which one was that? Interpol, Obstacle 1. Oh, yeah, fantastic. That was when I got uh, injured for the first time uh, just outside of Houston. 
And uh, fortunately, I was able to uh, overcome that. When I actually ran through uh, New York City, I listened to all of Interpol's albums in a uh, in chronological order as I crossed from Jersey what was your and favorite? straight through to Connecticut. So what was your favorite was a album? Cool day. What was your favorite Interpol album? Ah, for me, it was Turn on the Bright Lights. I had a, a revelation to that on a on a um, on a bus journey across Ireland once. I just split up with my uh, former girlfriend, and the bus was lit like the front cover of Turn on the Bright Lights. And it was one of those moments where music just grabs you and says. <laughs> I'm gonna take you somewhere. We're doing this. You've did. got you've got block party on here. I love block party. Very good. Oh, fantastic! You've got yeah, Stone was... Roses on here. Waterfall. That's a great song. Yeah, <laughs> that was crossing from Manchester and in and Texas into Oklahoma that day. Uh, and because if you've ever been to Manchester, England, it always rains there. And of course, that's where the Stone Roses are from. Yes, the Manchester sound. Same with. Smiths? Yeah. Aren't the cure Heaven from... knows I'm miserable now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll meet you at the cemetery gates. Uh, this is a Brilliant. this is a fantastic I will I will actually run to this. I'm very excited about this. Um Super. you've got I, you've got the shins on there. I went and saw the shins a couple nights ago at Radio City Music Hall. That was a phenomenal show. Wow. And uh, they played their first album uh, in order in its entirety. That was the first half of the show. It was phenomenal. Um, you've got the national on here. This is great. What was the national from? Uh, well, I listened to so they're from uh, Ohio, they're from- and I did have a day where I listened to nothing but the national. And it's so strange you mention them because I'm actually seeing them in the UK tomorrow. So um, I am very excited. The Matrix is <laughs> of course, real. Of course, you touched a lot of the uh, of the new stuff there, but there's so much classic, uh, like sort of you know Americana in there, you know. I obviously ran past Sun Studios, Graceland. Uh, I ran through Lubbock. And um, there's a street, uh, I think it's called 19th Street in Lubbock. And the, the the street is just a Bruce Springsteen song. You could Everything could happen to you in your life and you not leave that street. So there's, uh, there's, there's a hospital where you can be born, a, a, a church where you can be christened, elementary, high school. There's a, the Texas Tech Uni. Mm-hmm. You can buy your first car there. It's got great bars. Buddy you know, Holly's from there. You can get married in. And, um, and you can go to the Buddy Holly Museum as well. That's absolutely right. Um, this, is, this is really phenomenal. So do you have a website where people can go uh, learn more about you, Rob Pope? Uh, yeah, I should uh, pay more attention to the website. It's a or something. Where where do you, do, what, do you have people? Uh, where do you send people when people want to learn about you? Is it Twitter? Are you on Instagram? Yeah, like sort of um, the website goingthedistancerun.com has also got an email where if anybody wants to get hold of me, you know, I answer my own emails. I don't have a person. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like sort of that's goingthedistancerun.com, not goingthedistance.com. I think that's a Chevy dealership in Iowa who must be quite bemused about their uh, email traffic. But I um, I have also all the social media stuff, and that is uh, at run Roblar run. So like run, forest, run, but with R-O-B-L-A. Oh, look at that. Um, well, Rob, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed talking to you. I will let you know if I do, in fact, run a marathon in the fall. I'm supposed to. I, You know, it's like the thing I like about triathlon, I'm not going to lie to you. You break it up like every single day. Like, sure, you may run four days a week, but you're also cycling and swimming and doing two things in the same day. So there's there's always something to look forward to, whereas, you know, running is... It's always so running.
I'll let you off with that. But it is consistent. Um, All right. I love your story. Thank you so much for sharing the time. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Cheers. This has been Kennedy Saves the World. I'm Kennedy. For more podcasts from my friends at Fox, you can go to foxnewspodcast.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Oh, go ahead and leave me a review while you're there. I'd love to hear what you have to say. You've been listening to Kennedy Saves the World on the Fox News Podcast Network. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear Podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.